Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we are talking about intersection types. And uh, we these are types, as you've heard in previous episodes in this new chapter, uh, where we can, if you have a term T that has type A and that also has type B, then in, if you have an intersection type discipline, then you can assign that same term, the type A intersect B. So you internalize within your type theoretic language, you internalize within your type theory the idea that you're giving something can be assigned multiple types. And, you know, this is kind of a theme in type theory to kind of internalize within the type theory some things that we understand or that make sense to us at the meta-language level. So, um, and uh, we talked last time about how if you have simple types plus intersection types, then you um, typing is closed under beta expansion, which is a very unusual property. Usually we would have typing closed under beta reduction. Like if you have a typable term and you reduce it one step, then the result is still typable with the same type. Uh, but here we have this beta expansion property, which really doesn't hold at all in um, uh, for usual type systems for programming languages or this kind of thing. Or in, or just take your favorite, you say, oh, maybe I just need a fancier type system. Let's take caulk or something. Caulk does not, you know, the type system of caulk and agda do not satisfy beta expansion. You can write down terms that uh, are not typable that reduce the terms that are typable. I mean, mostly just because you can have erasures. So, um, but intersection typing satisfies beta expansion. We talked about that last time. So, and the, so... The amazing property, and to me, as I told you previously, I just really couldn't believe it, it was possible. It seemed like it should be like somehow prohibited by some basic result on termination or halting or something. The fact is that we can have, with intersection types, we can have a type system that is uh, both sound and complete for normalization, let's say. So any every term that's typable is normalizing and every normalizing term is typable. And that, that seems really strong. But in fact, it's not so crazy as that. I mean, you know, it doesn't violate anything to have this kind of property because if you say, but somehow that says you have a proof system for termination. It's kind of, yeah, yeah, for just for saying that a term uh, reduces to a normal form, that's not the same. As, I mean, that's pretty specific. I mean, we have proof systems for termination already. Just you use your operational or reduction semantics for your language. You know, you say, I want to prove this thing reduces to normal form. Like, here's a derivation. It just reduces step by step like this. So it's not really that shocking. I mean, that, so I guess a little bit interesting question for me and maybe for you would be, so what, what do we get from intersection types beyond just sort of the observation that a term normalizes? Um, so we, I think we certainly do get something more than that. But I don't know precisely what. Um, anyway, so to get this result that normalizing terms, all the normalizing terms are typable, we need, there's basically two pieces as I understand the proof. We need this beta expansion property, which you sort of gave a sketch of the proof last time. But we, so that says kind of if you work your way backwards, um, you're still going to be typable. Uh, and, but work my way backwards from what? I want to work my way backwards from normal forms. So we need to know that normal forms are typable with intersection types. And if they are, 
then we get the fact that normalizing terms are typable with intersection types by combining the sort of normal form typeability with uh, beta expansion. Because, you know, say you've got a normalizing term, you want to prove it's typable with intersection types. Well, the normalizing term, by definition, reduces down to a normal form. If we can show that normal forms are typable with intersection types, then we'll know that that's type, that normal form that it reduces to is typable. And then we can walk ourselves back to the term we started with by using this property about, um, you know, typing with intersection types is closed under beta expansion. Because if I started with the term and reduced it to normal form, that means that normal, that, so that if I beta reduced it to the normal form, that means the normal form beta expands to the original term, right? I mean, it's just a matter of the, the terminology here. You know, we, we reduce from the term to the normal form. That means equivalently we're expanding from the normal form to the, um, to the term we started with. I mean, equivalently, it just sort of like, just what's the definition of, of going from here to there? Of course, operationally, it's not like you start with normal forms and, ex you know, computationally are generally interested in expanding them to various things. Um, so, anyway, so let's just quickly see if we can sketch a proof of the fact that normal forms are typable with intersection types. And I've been flipping and flipping through that Berendrex, <laughs> my PDF, that I got when it was still illegal to get it, of Berendrex's uh, Lambda Calculus with types. And somewhere in that massive tome, this proof is hidden. And I tried a couple other sources, but at some point I saw somebody had a really nice source that gave this proof, but I can't find it now. So I'm going to try to just kind of sketchily reconstruct it. And... Um, uh, the basic observing normal forms are typable with intersection types. So my normal forms look like they're either variables applied to some normal forms or they're lambda abstractions of normal forms. I can't apply... Oh, sorry. Um, yeah. When, oh, sorry. I should be careful. When I said variables apply to normal forms, I mean variables at the head of a sequence of applications. So I have a variable applied to some normal form, and that is applied to some other normal form, and that's applied to some other normal form. So when I said variables applied to normal forms, that's what I was meaning, trying to, that's what I had in mind. And uh, so, um, and essentially the sort of proof sketch of this is that, uh, I mean, imagine I run sort of a simple type inference algorithm for my normal form. Um, when I see a variable get applied somewhere, uh, like say I just started from, I knew nothing about any of the variables in my term, and I see a variable applied, well, I can kind of figure out, all right, like, okay, so let's say, let's say my, my normal form looks like variable applied to a bunch of terms. And let's say I'm inductively or recursively, I'm, I'm going to define this operation that given a normal form is going to give me a type for that, which generally will be full of type variables, which is fine. Um, and uh, I may pin down, may give me some additional constraints on the types of my variables. Okay, so if I have a variable applied to something, I go recursively figure out some types for the terms it's applied to, okay? And now I say, oh, as an additional constraint on the variable X that's being applied, we're going to say X needs to take in things of all those types, and then it reads return something. So I'll come up with a new type variable for what it returns. So if I had terms 1 through k, and that have types like, I don't know, let's say a1 through ak, 
then um, the type of the, um, the constraint I want to add on my variable is that the variable takes a1 through ak to some brand new variable like z or whatever. Okay? And so then I return z as the type for this application, and I've added this constraint that says what, this, what the type of the variable should be. Okay, when I get to a lambda abstraction, I do the same thing. So I run this little algorithm for the body of the lambda abstraction, and it gives me back a type and some constraints on new constraints on some variables. If I have, um, uh, if that variable that the lambda abstraction is binding doesn't have uh, any constraints at all added by it when I type the body. That means that variable is not used, and I need to say it has type u at this point. Remember, u is this type we're going to give for variables that aren't used at all. Okay, because those are those things, you can apply a lambda x that erases its variable, you can apply that to any term you want, and even untypable terms, and the result will still be normalizing. Uh, so, Anyway, so I, I collect the, the type and the constraints um, for the variables from the body of the lambda. And now I'm going to say, okay, that lambda is now has type, you know, whatever constraints I get for x, I'm going to take the intersection of all those. And I'm going to say x has that intersection, arrow, um, whatever the type I computed for the body was. Okay. And that sort of sketches for you that thanks to, you know, using intersections um, and this universal type for when a variable isn't actually used in its body, then we can assign an intersection type to normal form. So um, anyway, that's that's all I wanted to share with you for today. Normal forms are typable with uh, intersection types and, and simple types. We need those for the lambda abstractions. And um, so thanks for listening and hope you're well wherever you are and tune in in some other time, probably in a week or so, for a little more about intersection types.